A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. I used to love watching Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank play. He was a powerful, clinical, swashbuckling striker who proved himself at the highest level in England with Leeds, Chelsea, Middlesbrough, plus in Spain with Atleti. He's now transferred those skills into management with QPR, where I think he's steadily building a good reputation. So, a football man who I enjoy and respect, and who's fun-loving, free-thinking on the beautiful game, you know we just had to get him on the big interview. And Jimmy didn't disappoint. We sat down with the Dutchman on a balmy afternoon at the QPR training ground at Harlington, which happens to be a recurring character in this series of big interview podcasts. We talked management, rondos, English football culture, Van Hal, Danny Blint, Simeone, Valeron, Atleti, and a lot more. A big guy with a big laugh, a big heart, and a huge talent. I think you're going to love an hour in the company of Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. This is one of those occasions, uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, when not only am I talking to a footballer who really made me happy, who, who I enjoyed watching, but listeners, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank We've had you. a couple of laughs before we switched the Thank tape you. on because we were talking football. And that's the reason that we're here today, because I always love the journey of a specially talented footballer, whether it's somebody who is you know, gifted with all the technical skills ever, or somebody who's had to work hard into being a coach, a manager, a manager now, eh? So if you'll permit me, before we talk about some of the things that made me excited about your football, and before we talk about training ground stuff, which we've been doing off tape, I really want to know, for a man who's got so much energy and laughter and fun and who loves his football so much, you're in one of the worst jobs in the world. <laughs> you're, you're, Jimmy, you're a manager now. You've got to deal with people. You've got to deal with administration. You've got to deal with budgets. You can't take the stress out by scoring a goal out. How the hell do you deal with the, the stress and the longing to get your boots on and solve the problems myself? Yeah, no, those days are gone, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. You know, unfortunately, those days are gone of resolving those kind of problems myself. Uh, the worst job, in, 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 a very difficult job, it is a very difficult job. It is a very difficult yes. job. But if I look back... And if I got the opportunity again, I would do it again. Basically, what I'm saying is, I know it's a difficult job, and we are going in the right direction, but it's a job that I really like. I like it. I, I, I love it, because I see changes that we have made, and I see the difference where the club wants to go, and step by step, we are trying to get there, and we are making steps, you know, of getting there. I'm a football man. I'm a football man. This is, this is me. I want to be in football. Yes, if I could have played until my 80th or 90th, I would, I would do so. But unfortunately, we can't. And this is the second best job that there is in football, I think. You know, I'm outside. I'm every day wearing my boots, being with the players, having a laugh, pushing them, being hard, training them hard, preparing them loving them, seeing them sweat and seeing them suffer, you know, seeing them suffer. And they need to suffer. They need to suffer for them to appreciate what they have got. I love it. I love my job. It's hard. It's hard. But I wake up every day with a smile on my face and I look at my children and I, uh, luckily I can bring my children to school and then I come here or on my days off I can bring my children to school and the next day I'm here and 
there's no better than, than being here outside with the, with the players. I want yeah. to involve you in two questions that we asked previous guests. One was we sat down with Graham Souness, who I already knew isn't quite as ferocious as he, as he makes out or as he was yeah. as a player. He said that he was five minutes late because he'd been outside mowing the grass. And he said, it's not because I deeply love my garden. He said, I have to be outside. I need the outdoors. And Martin and I walked into a training ground today and they'd been cutting the grass. And we smelt that, which you can get on the golf course. Yeah. We smelt the grass. And it makes, I don't know if it makes you feel like a kid again. Or, that's part of what makes you happy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's part of what you make you happy. And believe you me, I don't mow the grass. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also... I just like to be. I like to be outside. I like to see that ball bouncing. I like to see the guys running, and you know, sometimes you kick a ball. You know, uh, when they play a little rondo, you know, we know how what rondo is. Five against two, or six against two. You want to sometimes play a little bit. You play a little bit, two minutes, and then you are you're tired, and you have to get out. And those little things you still do, you know. But majority, yeah, you want to be outside with the players and, and, and coaching them. And the days that the managers are staying inside, it's finished. It's finished. The coaching part, the, the, the making, trying to make players better, the under, getting them to understand why is interesting. Well, when did you first encounter the Rondo? <sighs> properly. Yes. Properly. Yeah, yeah. I encountered it a long time ago uh, when I was at Boa Vista and, and all that kind of stuff. But when I encountered it properly, uh, what to do, when to do, and how to do it, was it the Dutch non squad. Ah, that's interesting now. Yeah. So when you were called up to the international squad, yeah. this was something that... Now, who trained you most? Hiddink? Hiddink. We had Hiddink. Yeah. We had Ronald Koeman and Frank Rijkaard. Assisting him. As assistants, yeah. And then we had Johan Neeskens, who was his real assistant. But then the two, Johan and Frank Rijkaard, Frank Rijkaard and uh, Kuman. Frank always having been something of a hero to you, right? If yes. I'm not wrong. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Were always around the players and playing sometimes also a little bit of uh, rondos. So in the Dutch national squad, where I was a lot in the middle, because <laughs> I, I lost the ball a lot... That's where I got to learn it properly and why we used to do it and why I am doing it at times and all that kind of stuff. And that's where I'm going to because we know our audience, they've either followed something that I maybe talk about or write about in Spanish football, but they follow Spanish football. And a lot of them have maybe taken the trouble to read a little bit about the Rondos, but we're fortunate with you, doubly fortunate, because I think you're the first player that we've sat down and spoken to in Britain, Michael Carrick and Darren Fletcher talked to United's training ground about boxers, which yes. is a similar concept. It's the same, it's the same, yeah. And they wanted, they said there was a, a little box yeah. and a bigger box. Yeah. And they both said that when they got there, they wanted to go in the little box because that was when the ball flew and people, yeah. Keane and Scholes or Ferdinand, would ping it at you to yeah. see if you could take it. And they loved that pressure. But they said other players folded under the pressure. Yeah. But you could tell us the meaning of the rondo. The thing is, when I came in England and you would play the boxers, they would play it to get other people in the middle. And yes. that is not the game. You understand? Yes. So they used to play it. So if you would play 6v2 or 8v2, whatever, the 8 on the outside, how they would play it in England was one of the 8 were trying, was giving one of the other 8 a bad ball and then he would go, had to go into the middle. But that's not about the game. The game is about to keep those two as long as possible in the middle and keep them suffering. That is what the game is about. And if you give your teammate a bad ball, you are going in. You know, that's what is the game about. And I got to understand that only when I got in the Dutch national team. Tell me you about know? who, the, if you're in the two yeah. for the Dutch national team... Who might the six be or the eight? Frank de Boer never went in. Philippe Cocu never went in. Patrick Kluivert never went in. Mark Overmars occasionally. Edgar Davis, if he would go in, then he was just trying to give one between the legs or whatever. You know, those players, they didn't go in that often. Do you, you have we, listen, I was interested in, in this discussion for everything about the rondo, about you learning it as a player and using it as a coach. Yeah. But if I'm not wrong, have we just touched on 
one of the reasons that the English national team traditionally hasn't performed as well as it could have done. Because, Jimmy, you, you've talked about a very basic thing, control of the ball, that we don't think the right way about. No, I, I, think, I think that it's a little bit deeper than, than only that, the boxes, you know? Yes, it's a start, but I think in the last 10 years of English football, England has forgotten what they are good at and what has made them in the past such a good force. And they have tried to be other countries, nations, that they are not. Yeah. And I think there is where it starts. You know, uh, They have to be proud of what they are. And they have to flourish that, empower that you know, more. I feel eh? that's, that's me. Eh? Yeah, yeah. That's me, that's my opinion, looking from outside in. The English game has always been about passion, Tempo, high intensity, yeah, and doing things quick of those things. Why would you step away from them? Derek. Why would you now out of a sudden try to be two years a Spain who does everything very calmly and wants you to, to suck you in to now out of a sudden penetrate or they want to out of a sudden be... Uh, France, mm. who plays totally different, and copy them. Why? Why? You know, you can still play really good football yes. with those three ingredients. Don't lose those three ingredients. That is you, those three ingredients. And I think England, I'm hearing people talking about who they need to choose for the next coach of, of England. And Frank Lampard, who I really respect. Totally who I think is magnificent, but he's saying we need to look what Germany is doing. No, you don't. You don't. Look what you need to do. Make something that is you. Make something that is you. And be proud of you. Yes, don't ignore what the Germans are doing. You know, don't ignore what the Spanish are doing. Don't ignore what the French are doing. But you have to be you. And I'm in a way, I'm very... and I'm going on a little bit. No, 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 no. But I, I'm away. I'm happy that an older manager has got the England job now. Because what, you, what you've described there fits the mentality and the playing style of the guy they've just appointed. They, no, I don't argue that at all. And, and, and you would anyway, but feel free to shoot me down. In my dream world, because I thought I watched the reverse happen, yeah. I thought I saw... Very clever, intelligent, technically brilliant footballers in Spain reach a stage where they were fertilised a little bit by the English mentality that you're talking about yeah. because so many of their key players came to England and went, oh, learned four or five big things, brought yeah. it back and mixed it, and Spain became winners because they just added a sprinkling yeah. of what you've talked about here, the intensity, the tempo, the, the toughness as well, yeah. whatever. Just imagine, and I'm not even English, so bollocks to them as far as I'm concerned. Scottish, let's, yeah. let's go and fix Scotland first. But, no, in all seriousness, I'd like to see them successful. Let's imagine you kept everything you've identified as part of the clothes of the English game that are important, yeah. but you could just change the mentality about what you're doing in the box and make it big so that we bred here a generation of players who kept the ball, who, who did a De Boer, never gave the ball away, yeah. and did a Davids and said, only give the ball away if you're trying for a special trick. If we, if we rebred more schools, more Paul schools... But, but do they appreciate those players? They, they were underappreciated. Their manager tried to take Paul schools and play them on the wing, it, but it still means that those people were in the would, wrong. Would that happen in Spain? No, no. Would Generally, that, Would that happen in Holland? I guess 99% of the time not, albeit that Cruyff and Van Hal from the same club always saw football different. Yeah. But, but, but Cruyff and Van Gaal wanted to invent a little bit football themselves. Yeah. Cruyff and Van Gaal, if Cruyff would say <laughs> that has to be done, you knew that Van Gaal would go the opposite because they don't like each other, yes. even though they might, yes. might have the same principles. Yes might believe in the same things. But because they want to be, he would say... Yeah, yeah. You understand? Yeah. And you believe you, you, you are in the Fangal uh, camp. camp or you are in the Cruyff camp. 
nonsense. Yeah, I agree. They are all the same. Yeah. They're all the same. Their school is all the same. And uh, uh, what I wanted to go back to is why I ask you about skulls. We have stones. Or we have. Yeah, no, 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 I understand, of course. Same body. England has... (laughs) Now, there's a big QPR story. England have have stones. Yeah. They have been saying, we need to start uh, developing our players. They need to be able to handle the ball. They need to be able to pass. They need to be able to bring the ball out and and da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da. But Stones Stones. is being absolutely hammered. Hammered, yeah. Because they're saying now he can't defend. What do you want? Do you know, but you've, okay, again, you've encapsulated something that drove me mad when I was younger and I was here and you were playing here. Because I remember very well, whether they're identical players or not, real Ferdinand at West Ham... Don't get me wrong, could, I like defenders, eh? Don't no, get me I understand. Wrong. I like defenders, defenders, eh? defenders, defend. defend. defenders have to be defenders. But Stones has something special. Stones is a footballer. We, we know this. And he can do all the things you were saying that the debate here is that England needs. But if you substitute Stones for Ferdinand, now not at Manchester United, but at West Ham... They were like, oh, yeah, he's elegant, but he makes mistakes and he goes to sleep. I don't know if it's in every country, but in, certainly in this country, there's a quickness to put the microscope on what, whatever it is they perhaps can't do. Yeah. Instead of appreciating, well, look at these 10 things that they're superb at. Now, that must be a trap that you don't fall into because of your Dutch teaching. But as a manager, you have to look at your troops out there and say, OK... There's one or two problems with him here and there, but I see the good things. Look, uh, especially in the bracket that I work in, you know, you're going to have players who are not... They have faults. You can keep on looking at the faults and get frustrated, mm-hmm. or you can look at their pluses and forget a little bit about the faults, try to make the faults a little bit better, yeah, but keep on concentrating on their pluses. And I believe... Even in this bracket, even in the bracket below, the pluses that they have are very, very good. Mm -hmm. And if you make them feel good, they will flourish. Because you're touching on the difference between a player of some ability who maybe his confidence is low or a player of maybe slightly more moderate ability, but his confidence is high. So he'll maybe try something he doesn't think he can do, and he can. He will be more open to it. Yeah. He'll be more open to it. And if you praise him, well done, keep on doing it. He might overcome the things that he, that he is not so really good at. And he might be more open to try to improve the things that he is not so good at. You know, more easier because he is feeling a little bit better. He's, he's, he's got, you know, he's, he's got that, that good feeling around him. You, you understand? Everybody has got his faults. And on the game as well, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever system you put in, whatever, whatever tactic you put in... Nothing's perfect. Of course, of course, of course. You're going to have... Whatever Barcelona does... I'm coming back to Barcelona. They are one of the best teams in, in the world. Or going to Bayern Munich. Whatever they do, however good uh, Pepe Guardiola is... And don't get me wrong, it's bloody hard to play against. Mm. But if you play on the counter... He's got, he's got a problem. And you play the counter good, he's got a problem. He's got a problem. You know, if you're shot or shot, he's got a serious problem. When you have got quick strikers, quick people, runners, all the time, you've got a problem. You've obviously been watching. I know your point, you know, is, I know your point is general, but it's, it's, he it's, said it's, that was the worst, that the most difficult thing for him playing the football he wanted to do with Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga, that the counters were hell to cope with. And that means no system, no manager is perfect. No, it's nothing perfect. It's, it's not, it's, it's nothing is perfect. What you need to understand is what is not perfect. As much as you want to be having a tactic, blah, 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 and this is what we're going to do, yeah, but what is, the, what is the, 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 the thing that can hurt you? And that's what you need to understand. See, if I can, if I can pick up on that, when I watched you, and I, I, if you'll excuse me, later I will talk about the technique of shooting and how to gain power and all this, I, but because we need to. I don't to, know. I but, did just shoot. <laughs> well, it, I, I also saw a player, it was my opinion, and this isn't flattery. I also saw somebody who knew how to move based on where, what their teammates were doing, what a game plan was. We'll come to your partnership with Ida as well because it looked to me very intelligent, very innate, very natural. But 
you could see your football intelligence above your energy or your um, power or the fact you knew where the goal was. You could see there was... So I imagine that if you complement that with experience and the Dutch national team, I imagine you always felt that you understood football. Long before you were a coach, at what point did you begin to realise that maybe you could communicate that understanding? Because that's another skill, a different skill, which you need yeah. day to and day that's now. The, that's the harder skill. That's a difficult question. I decided to become a coach way after I stopped playing football. When I was playing football, I didn't even think about it. Really? I really didn't think that I was going to be a coach. Never thought about it. Then I started being a lot with Steve McLaren. And he persuaded me in a, in a little bit. Just go and do it, Jim. Just go and do it. Just go and work with the kids first. What is very normal in Holland. In England, it's not that normal. No. What is very normal in Holland. So I started working with kids at Chelsea. And I started taking my badges. And then started talking. And that, that communicating what you want, how you want, why you want, that is the hardest bit. Mm-hmm. And... That is where I want to improve so much because that is the most important bit. doesn't matter what session you put on. That's the most important bit. But if you know, it's just like your point about all systems have flaws. If, even if you communicate perfectly and you communicate the right thing, isn't it amazing how people hear different things? Yeah. There's six people... But that is football, isn't it? That's football. Everybody sees it different. And to have a group of 25 and to make them understand all 25 what you, what you want and what you are trying to do, it is, it, is, it is not easy. So that's why you have to do repetition, 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 you know? So that they just, so they become, they, what they, they call it automatismos in Spain, automatic. Automatism. Yeah, yeah. so, and, and presumably the Dutch have the same term yeah. for it, yeah? yeah? But you talked about making players need to suffer. That is physically but In the right way. To, to gain intensity. It, 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 to gain intensity, not only intensity, but... For the game, sometimes you need to go to the extreme in the game, you know. When you have done that, you need to be able to say to the players and show them why they have done that in training. You complete the loop. You say, now look, when you hated me that Wednesday in November, when it was raining, you were sore. This is why we did it. You understand? Yeah, okay. This is why we did it. And yeah. look at you now. Yeah. Now, is it worth it? Is it worth it? You understand? Yeah. Uh, suffer in the right way. In a game, sometimes you might suffer. You might not have the ball for 10 minutes. And you have to run. You have to defend. And you have to suffer for that time to keep that zero. Are you going to be able to do that? Are you going to be tough enough to be able to do that as a group? Are you? You know? And then after when you win that, that ball back, are you going to be able to keep it? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to keep it now? Or are you able to, to hurt them and score? Yeah? Are you? It's a hard job to make people concentrate. It's a hard job to you make know? people understand that. It's a hard job, but it's a beautiful job. This isn't me being cheeky now, because I would have said, watching the disappointment of, the astonishment of working with Ranieri Atletico and, and, and the team being, the team with good players in it. Very good, good players. players in it. Valeron was a genius. Paracha went on to win the league. Whether he looked like it at the time or not, Cap de Vila went on to win the World Cup and the, and the European Championship. He, and yeah. Joanne Cap, no, you're not on your own there because Joanne is one of the nicest, friendliest people I've ever met and he can't understand it. He, he always says to me that, he said, one day he said, I think I must be the least talented player ever to win the World Cup. And I was like, no, 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 man, no, no, because I just love him. Yeah. But you, you had a team. You won it. Yeah, team. And well, Ranieri we had, left before the end, but that team had, got relegated. We had big problems. You, you had Ranieri at Chelsea at a time when he was obsessed by, who was it, Sassy's running and burning the players out. And, and yet, not only has he won the title this year, but his team has exhibited, maybe it's there, maybe it's the praise of the players, all the things you've just been talking about. Conserve that zero. We're suffering here. But when we get the ball back, we're going to do things cleverly mm. and quickly. And that, there's a big disparity between you, you, the Ranieri of Atleti, the Ranieri of Chelsea, and the Ranieri no, but, of Leicester. No, but, but also, I go a little bit further, you have different ways. You have different ways. You have the Leicester way, or you have the Barcelona way. Clearly. Now, the Barcelona way is years and years and years and years and years of doing the same, same thing and knowing the system. Correct, yeah. Leicester's way is having... Less names, less players, True. less less 
know with players, less quality in players, but having a structure put together that worked. You know? And if you look at them, how, how much ball possession they had, I think it was the least in the Premiership. Yeah. But they got the job done. Now, I'm a Dutchman. If you say to me, you will win the league. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Like that, this year, I said, okay. Thank you very much. I take it for the first year, for the first time, <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. Maybe for the second time. But then after, I would want to add to that. I would want to add some flair. I would want to be able to work it, that we can keep the ball, that we have more the ball, that we are a little bit more dominant and all those kind of things. But that's me. What you say is an interesting yeah. thing, and it applies yeah. to both me and to Martin and to Paul as well maybe you feel that way because you said because I'm a Dutchman but why do we feel that way why do you think that it unites you and me because I feel the same way because we love football we love winning the Italians the Spaniards they love football mm-hmm. they love football I know where this is going now yeah? the they Italians love, the Spaniards they love football the English they're passionate about football yes the Germans who have changed their style yes, now. noticeably. They have changed their style, but they used to be like the Italians. They love winning. Beautiful. I've never heard it said like that before. Love That's it. true. That's so true. The Dutch will never win a fucking thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That can't be so. I... The Dutch, listen to me, as long as their mentality is what their mentality is, they will never win a fucking thing. Too pure? Too innocent? Too technical? Naive. You know how unhappy they were when Van Gaal played three at the back? It worked. You, I was at the game. <laughs> but at work, but at the start, it was World War Three in Holland. Yes. Because he was winning and because he was going far in the World Cup, they accepted a little bit. But it was not popular. Jimmy, wasn't it? Inter- I know. I, I'm talking about... And then thing. Hidding tried it and, fe- and they absolutely killed him. If you lose to Iceland, they're going to they're gonna kill you. No, but Iceland was good. A goal, Iceland was Leicester. But let's pick Van Gaal's problem aside now as a coach and as a watcher who, love, who loves football, but I like to understand it too. Who's your man at Roma? Your Dutch midfielder at Roma. Stroman. Stroman was injured, so he knew that he didn't see the midfield dominating the ball and holding and playing the ball the way he wanted. So he came up with a remedy, which was three at the back and wing backs, which he also thought, and he was the first to discover this, would unstrip Spain. And it did, damn it. With not the fastest player in the world, Danny Blint's son, down the left, given 10,000 acres of space to cross that ball for that remarkable Van Persie header, 1-1, not 2-0. But... Didn't he do something intelligent and thoughtful and scientific by solving a problem that way? I'm telling you one thing. Yeah, and I love Van Gaal. I think Van Gaal has been a genius. Mm -hmm. 
Not as much so as Alex Ferguson, because Alex Ferguson has changed in the years and has adopted to the changes. Van Gaal hasn't. Van Gaal has stayed with his mental philosophy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm telling, you, well, I'm telling you now, my belief. If Strootman didn't get injured, mm-hmm. the Dutch national team would not have gone to the final. If you're, if you're saying Strootman got injured and yeah. now he needed to change, yeah. because if Strootman didn't get injured, they would play four at the back, three in the middle, three, three. and three up front. Sure. Yeah? I, I don't even think that they would got out of the first uh, group. Because Holland would have been Holland. Holland would have been Holland. And Holland would have been open Holland. You understand what I'm saying? I do. Then let's go back four years. Because if Strootman was there, he would not have changed to three at the back. You understand? See, and the three in the middle, you still don't think would have been able to dominate the ball, dominate the game? No. They would be able to dominate the ball in front of the people's defence. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. As soon as they they lose the ball, they're effed. Bang. Yeah. Because they're open. Yeah. That has been the problem with with Holland. Then let me ask you a question. I think I know the answer. Well, let's see. Four years before, from Marwijk. From Marwijk, yeah. Takes them to the final with almost everybody, even his assistant's brother, okay. criticising them. They get to the final yeah. and they kind of go the opposite of what you said because they weren't naive. They were like, we're going to win this any way it takes. Exactly. Okay, in the end they lose. Because they did you were think not, of it? Because I loved it because they played still good football. They're still good footballers on the pitch, but they were more pragmatic. Fair word. They were more pragmatic. And they were more, okay, we are attacking, but you're not going to counter-attack mm. me. You understand? Yeah. So they stopped the counter-attack. What always has hurt Holland. Always have hurt the Netherlands. Free kicks, corners, counter-attack. Transitions. Hurt the Netherlands. Hurt, 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 hurt. Defending 1v1, 2v1. Two. The Jaapstams, the, 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 the Demlot, Van Tichelen, they're out. We don't have them anymore. Jabstam was such an underrated player for Holland. We don't have them anymore. I remember when he left Ajax that last season, Ajax were playing two at the back and he won the Cruyff Shield for being the best player in Eredivisie. He was unbelievable. The the, the, the Bogart, the Jabstam, who could play 1v1, we don't don't have them anymore. Daily Blind, Daily Blind, with all the respect to him, good footballer, Mm -hmm. but you can't play him centre-half and play 1v1. However he reads the game, he's also not quick. He's a, he's a defensive midfielder for me. Yeah. In Spain. Yeah. It, it, he's a, to me, he looks like a natural signing for Barcelona. Absolute natural stack Absolutely. On. And also, w- without being rude, I don't think Mourinho is going to enjoy him very much. No, no, no. You have to say it the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> then we're getting into territory where I may say things that I regret because... I think he's a Barcelona player. I think, I think he's a Barcelona player. It stands out, player. eh? It yeah, he out. will stand out in Barcelona. I think he would be also appreciated in Barcelona. Yes. I don't think that he would be appreciated as much at Manchester. You touched on Spain loving um, football. If you take the good side of it, what did you like about Spanish football when you got there? The wine. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, I've, then I've done quite well. Then I've no, done quite well. No, what did I like about the Spanish football? Life, or even Spanish football life. I enjoyed the life. I enjoyed the life. We had a lot more training than here, because oh, you yeah. train in the afternoon as well. Okay, you, uh, you often did double. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I like the club. I, I, I like Atletico. I really like Atletico. Why we went down, going back to that, why we went down was there were so many problems at Atletico. Jesus Gil went to jail, didn't pay players' salaries. Players were unhappy. Yes. Players were unhappy. It's human, natural. They didn't. They didn't care, yeah. you know, certain players, important players, yeah. you know. If uh, you're not being paid... Paid for months and months and months and months, eh? It's, it's you know? disgusting. It's so disgusting. so th- there, was, there were significant problems in the club. That's why, that's why we went down. Not on the, fi- on the field. The we fans no loved you. The fans adored you. I, I don't know how much you enjoyed the Calderon, but I remember... Oh, I love the Calderon. They adored you. Yeah, I love the Calderon. They're moving, are they? they? They keep talking about it. They have... It's typical Spain. The new stadium is half-built. Now that it's half-built, they're thinking, well, maybe we should stay. It's just 
the biggest typical Spanish story I think that they should stay. The Calderon's extraordinary. Uh, I think they should stay. But when you the, look, the, 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 I'm guessing the, here, I guess you enjoy the modern Atletico Madrid when you look at it. I guess you enjoy Simeone's idea of how a team should function. I'm, I'm really surprised that Simeone is still there. That he hasn't said, okay, enough is enough. I've done enough. I cannot take this team any further. What he has done at the club and how he has done it at mm. the club, absolutely magnificent. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely magnificent. Get them ticking over how to function, unbelievable. And they keep on going. They keep on going, you know. The belief in each other, you know, the way that they are working, unbelievable. He's, he's created what I guess. He's created the You're team, trying to do he? here at Harlington where the, the group, first of all, absolutely believes in him, believes in his methods. And what I understand when, I, when I'm allowed to see it or when I talk to people is that because he's so intense and because he can be so volcanic, you'd imagine that his daily work is maybe like you see on the touchlines when he's waving his arms or shouting, and it's not. No. He gets people to, to believe and to work and to commit and to be intense in ways that, that tell you that something about his man management or his human skills or his communication, because it's not with the big stick. No. They want to follow him. It's like a great leader in battle, and, I, and that makes him so valuable if you add his football understanding to it as well. Like you, I look at two beaten Champions League finals in extra time. You begin to think, maybe that Champions League final is going to be for you when you come back in five, six, seven years. Now's the time to shake off the dust and and think somewhere else, I I guess. He could have picked whoever he wanted. He he looks a talent to you, right? Oh, he is a talent. Mm. He is a talent. For me, the way how he has done it and the way how he keeps them going and the way that they are functioning, how he is on 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 the side of the pitch... That's not me, but that is him, you know. And I do understand that you cannot be like that on the training pitch. on the training pitch. And I am a little bit more on the training pitch. Come on, come on, come on, pushing. Ah. Then on the side of the pitch, on the side of the pitch, I like to stay a little bit more calm and and, and because you're reading what's happening. You're, because you're... I'm trying to read what's happening and also look how how we are. But now I admire the fella. I think that he's done absolutely magnificent and I admire him. I, I would like to see what he's doing. He runs them a lot, don't he? Yeah, they, they, they he, do. He, without, without ball. They're doing run. triple sessions right now. They do, they do every summer. Did you ever train in San something to San Francisco, yeah. about 60 kilometers away, where, where Gil built the thing that yeah. collapsed? So they do triple sessions now. And Professor Profe Ortega, the fitness guy, I, get, I, I wasn't here to watch Roberto... Sassi. Sassy, I guess he bored you as well as exhausting you. But Prof. Prof. Ortega works them to with an inch of their lives, but they respond, they like it, maybe because like you do when you say, now this is what it's for. Maybe there's a different yeah. correlation there. But they, they, they work, yeah, they run. There's no work done without the ball at Barcelona, whereas there's a lot of work done without the ball at Atleti. And Atleti outrun teams all the time, as you see. And now, that is so beautiful about football. Two completely yeah. different houses, two, that is so two completely different churches. About football. They outrun everybody. Yes. Barcelona doesn't. No. Barcelona gets success. Atletico gets success. Now, when they play against each other in the last few years, <coughs> Atletico has, has done really well. Particularly in the spring. If you look at the big shocks when Atleti have beaten Barcelona, this is just a personal theory, it comes when Barcelona are heavily weighed down physically, mentally. They've probably qualified for the cup final. The Champions League comes around. The league is tough. And the, so, so. there's the Spain internationals. And Atleti's caught them twice in that March-April time when everybody knows if you can be fitter then, your brain is quicker then. If you can do the little bit of extra work, you'll win. That, to me, is what happened twice. And it's legitimate. It's why, like you say, it's why football's beautiful. Before I, we've got some questions for you because you're very popular with our listeners, so they've sent them in. But if you don't mind, if it's not boring for you, depends what the question is. Break down the one of the best striking partnerships that I've seen that you've worked in, and Ider I had the good fortune to meet and to know a little bit in Barcelona yeah. as he won trophies there and came to under Riker came to Barcelona and said quickly after two three months said to Riker, I'm 
we're not working hard enough on the training ground. He said that. Yeah, and added a lot, added a lot. Bright footballer, yeah. a 10. To me, a, a, almost a Lippmanin style player. Yeah. Retrospectively, why did the partnership work so well? Because he could do something that I could not do, and I could do something that he could not do. Mm-hmm. You know? Can you Very define simple. them? Either is a, is a player in the ball. In the ball, turning out, passing, always finding a pass, reading the game, need players to make space for him, that kind of player. Technically very understandable and knowing two steps ahead. I was not a technical player. I knew that I was not a technical player. You know, I was not a Gianfranco Sola, I was not a Valderon, I was not, I needed a Valderon. I needed a Valderon. I needed an Ida. That's why when I was playing with Valderon, I scored 30 odd goals. He was a big factor. Big, I think in my, I think I scored 37 goals or something like that that year. One season. Yeah, and, and I think he, he set me up 20 odd times. I, I won't embarrass you, but people don't, yeah. people, there are yeah. younger people than us in the world. But in case you don't remember, Jimmy was, I think, one or two goals off being Pichichi in the league, scored in the win for Atleti at the Bernabeu, and when Iker Casillas came on, scored in what became Atleti's last win over Real Madrid of any kind for 13, 14 years, led your team to the cup final, thrashing Van Hals Barcelona in the semi-final, yeah. scoring there too. We'll forget the Espanyol result in the cup oh, final, yeah. but I mean, yeah. if you think about all those achievements and 37 goals... Then so Val, but and again, if people don't know Valeron, you could say the same size and elegance as Zidane, maybe not as fine a player. He was the he was the second Zidane, wasn't he? To me, he was the second Zidane. But I needed a player like that. I needed to, because I would make runs. I would make, and that's why it worked for me and Ida. I knew how to make runs and find a little bit of space, and I knew that I ne- needed to shoot quick. And I knew that I could shoot quick. And I knew if I shoot quick with my power and I shoot in the right angle, it would be very difficult for the goalkeeper. So I needed to face the goal. I didn't want to be with my back to the goal. I needed to face the goal in a little turn and quick shoot, bang, or whatsoever. I knew that. So that's what I played at. But this is enjoyment, not flattery, because you've described Iger like he's the Idur's type player, like they're the Da Vinci's of football, and that you're just doing doggies. But that's not true. The talent to know where to go, where the run must be. Yeah, yeah. But show, and, show this way, go that and way. That's, and that's why I said I could do something that Idur could I understand it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no. and Idur yeah, could yeah. not do that. You but know? let's just value the thing and, you were and, doing. Yeah. No, I, I value it, but I understood where my strength was. Yeah. And I materialised on my strength. You know, I was not a, a, a technical player. Uh, I tell you that uh, I was always, uh, I was, I was a lot in, in the in the middle of the rondos, you know, and all those kind of things. Show me a goal, and give me a chance. Yeah, I was confident of putting the ball in the net. And you differentiated between yeah. power, but also timing and angle. Timing and angle, but I had my my gift was, and that a lot of people don't have. I could shoot with my inside and it would be a really hard shot and I could place it. Do you understand what I'm, what I'm I, saying? I understand. But so, so if I open up and I, and I go for that corner, the shot normally is... is you finish round keepers so yeah, often. It's, it's, it's so hard that the keeper can't get there. Other players need to really lace it really hard, but then you don't get the curl. You understand what I'm saying? Was this so, natural? I trained it a bit, but I always had that power. I always had that power. Is it like a golf shot? Is it Because it's not pure power. It's about timing? It's about timing, yes. It's about timing, but being comfortable in that time. It's understanding it. But it's, it's about the mechanics. But the mechanics are very difficult to explain. It has to fit in your brain a little bit. If you understand what I'm saying. And you never have to, you have to never analyse it just in case it breaks? No, you cannot analyse it. You can break it down a little bit. You can break it down. It's a feeling. You know, I know when I, that ball is in front of me 
and I see the goal, before I shoot, I know majority of the time if it is going to be a goal or almost a goal. Love that. Absolutely love that. And I'm not being cheeky, but can you teach it? <laughs> I try. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. But then it's the understanding. The brain has to click with that understanding. And that you don't teach. And the confidence. Then before we break, before we stop, answer the questions, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah? Okay, then this comes from Scott Meekin. It doesn't have to be a massive one. Were you really close to returning to Atletico when they got back into the Primera two years later? No. No chance. Uh, Scott, no, he wasn't. I would love to, but no. <laughs> Andrew McNeil. Now, I remember Ian McNeil. My grandfather, Ian McNeil, was a scout at Leeds United yeah, when Jimmy came to Leeds. Me. Almost certain there's a picture of you two in my grandparents' house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Needless to say, Jimmy became a hero of mine and my brother growing up, and we still both own Hasselbank 17 Atleti strips. I'm interested to know what type of manager George Graham was and whether he was as old school as perhaps people said. No, George was not old school at all. There's certain stuff that I'm using of George. Yeah, he is, uh, or certain stuff that I have made my own that I'm using his stuff. Is it the back four with the... <laughs> well, it helps. <laughs> you know? Just, that wasn't a visual, that was a, not a very visual joke. I had my hand in there like Tony Adams did, just in yeah. case. Uh, and Jimmy Noah didn't smile. Jonathan Dodd, you shot with such power, yet so little back left. Did your technique come next to something you worked on? Jonathan, Jimmy's answered that already. Dean said, how much did Jimmy's early career stand him in good stead now that he's a manager, i.e. dealing with talented youngsters, but youngsters who maybe lose the focus in other things. I'll tell you uh, a story. This is how it is. And I love it. And I thought by myself, there's some, some truth in it. I had a little fallout with the player. And the player said to me, you still need to prove us. Yeah, we know you have been a fucking great player. But you need to prove yourself to us. You have not been a great manager. But you have been a great player. It's totally different. Because I told him something to do and blah, blah, blah. And that's players. That's players. So, basically what I'm saying to you, that I've been a player and I've played on quite a high level, yeah, doesn't mean that I'm going to be a good manager. Now, I've had experiences and I will use them. But if you look at Mourinho, he's never been a player. And he's a fucking good manager. He's done quite well. Yeah. <laughs> so, in a way, I had to say, yeah, yeah, true. But it is what it is. And will you be better equipped if there's a kid who goes out too much at night or does maybe whatever you and I or did that you've written about that yeah. we don't need to go into, will you be better placed to understand them or will... Yes, yes, I will definitely be. Because I can open a book and I think it will open it up of being able to talk to us. We've only got two more. That Boa Vista team of the mid-90s was special. How good was it to go into the big boys in Lisbon and Porto and winning, in particular, how good was the Bolivian Erwin Sanchez in that team that you won the cup? You won the cup. We won the cup, yeah. Eating Benfica. Yes, 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 Quite yes. Quite a nice little achievement. Not, not bad, not bad, not bad. Erwin Sanchez was, was the idol at that time, wasn't he? Uh, in, in, in Portugal, in, in, at Boa Vista. I think he is the coach now of Boa Vista. Erwin Sanchez, the Bolivian uh, number 10. And another number another, 10 yeah. that used to play behind, behind, behind me and that I needed uh, feeding of, you know? So uh, had an incredible shot. Incredible. You know, uh, no back lift. And uh, yeah, it was a special team. Nuno Gomes. Yes. in that team. George Cotto, Russell Latapi. Yeah. Ah, an honorary Scotsman. Yes, yes. Very, very sort of uptight, clean living guy, I remember Russell. Always worrying about something, never out at night. Uh, never, never. <laughs> Russell, never. Russell, if you're listening, I think you recognise yourself. <laughs> and, and the very last one is this. Matt Scott says, and Graham Bandera wants to know about Borough too, you must ask Jimmy about Middlesbrough's UEFA Cup final run. Has he ever known a better atmosphere in a half-empty stadium as the wondrous Riverside win over Basel? One of the best games I've ever witnessed. No, one of the best games I've ever played in. We were losing on aggregate uh, something like 4-1 or something, half-time. And we just had to go for it and we won 
and we scored two two goals, I think, in the last five minutes. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And then against Theo Bucharest, we did the same. Unbelievable. The but power then, but, of belief. But then we lost against uh, Seville four 0 because we had run our luck, all our luck out. And Seville was was good, to be honest. But only the Italians and the Germans care about winning above everything else. No, I we fucking care. <laughs> I was trying for that one there, Matt. I was doing my best for you there. Um, Jimmy, you, you've been really patient with us. You've yeah. given us more time than, we are, than you okay. said you would. Not That's worse. because it's been um, about football. It's been yes. a joy. You're as fun and inspirational a manager as you were as a footballer. Thank Glad you, to man. have you in the beginning of you. Thank, Thank you, you, boss. No problem. Thank, Thank you. you very much. All success. Thank you. There you go. The Big Interview is produced by Backpage and by me, Graham Hunter. Thanks, as always, to Beer Jacket for the music. Please don't really keep up to date with everything that we're doing at grahamhunter.tv. But sign up. It's free. There's a little box for your email address, and it means that you won't miss an episode. Never mind all the podcast apps that you've got. I'm undercast, overcast, wombling free, whatever it might be. Sign up with us, and we send you the podcast every time it comes out. And we tell you about little pieces of news, and we allow you to get your questions to us for the guests as we announce them. There's a newsletter. It'll keep you informed with everything that the big interview is doing. We're on Facebook. Look for the big interview. We're at GH Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Please keep in touch. Let us know what you think. We do this for you, not just for ourselves, although, damn it, we do enjoy it. Thanks for being there. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.